Hey, dude. Hey. My dune dude. How you doing? I'm I'm doing in um okay. I'm doing in, doing in all right. It's been uh it's been a very challenging week, but uh you know, I'm I'm still alive. That's you know, pretty much all you can ask for these days. That's what every, everyone is saying it. I mean, at least all the people who are alive are saying it. All the dead people are just like well, we don't know what they're saying. They're not. They're not saying anything. We don't know that. Well, I mean, they're not talking in this. Not in this realm. Hmm. In a different uh, plane. Perhaps they are are having some great conversation. Maybe. We don't know. Do you think ghosts listen to podcasts? No, I don't. I think they've moved on from this from this kind of thing. Probably, yeah. I think they have better things to do, like take a single book off of a bookshelf and throw it on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Or like open up a cupboard menacingly. Yep. Um, provide a draft for for one room in a in a house. Only one room that right that, that the family does not go in. Yeah. Because of bad vibes. Right. Yeah. Totally. There's like just a it's it's like a otherwise empty room, but there's like one rocking horse in it or some yes. shit. Yeah. Yeah. That just n- never stops rocking. <laughs> that's, totally. that's creepy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's, You're freaking me out. That's man. what they do. That's what they do. Why who has and, that room? And the floorboards just are always creaking even though no one is in there. Yeah. yeah messed up i'm glad i don't live in a house like that i don't even live in a house no so yeah you I don't live think, in i don't i don't think apartments get haunted as often um no as, as like a house usually it's a house yeah i mean <clears throat> you know it's usually a big house too it's it's usually right you know the the family or the people that haunt the house, you, you know, usually were wealthy during their right, time right, alive, right. you know. It's true. Which makes you think, like, they say money is the root of all evil. I think it might just be because it turns you into a ghost when you die. That's it has got to be it. For no other reason than that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's there's no correlation to anything else. Like, we're, no. we're having money might make you more likely to to like cause violence to another person and you know whether whether it be like a removed fashion or yeah not. no um, only in your I, only in the afterlife it's just like having a lot of money like it just turns you into a ghost yeah makes like, you a ghost like we should right? feel we i think we should really feel bad for all these billionaires and yeah. uh millionaires you, like because we know their fate if you're super rich and like you lose all your money before you die do you still become a ghost or like mm, you know like what question. if you like donate or spend all your money before you die that's a really good question yeah um like like melinda gates let's make this a little topical here we go yeah this is breaking news um i mean people have probably seen it on the internet Bill and melinda um the the dream team the yeah. power couple of the, yeah. the the power couple of the world i would say 
Yeah, absolutely. Of of the 21st century. Of of the Belinda Gates Foundation. Yeah. Did you combine their names? Her name is Melinda, right? Not Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> right, you did right, you did Bill and Melinda. And yeah, that's their Belinda. that's their, that's their couple name. Yeah. Belinda. Our couple Portmanteau. Yeah. Belinda. Mm-hmm. I mean like so now they're separated. Say one of them just goes on like a bender. A, yeah. a Belinda bender yes. and yes. spends all their money. Do they become a ghost? Oh, that's such a, that's a good question. Um, I think yes. Yeah, right. I think once you have that money, the evil is inside of you and you know, no matter the the amount you spend, it it it, it won't leave you. Yeah, like a curse. It's a curse, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good point, yeah. Yeah. Cuz otherwise it'd be like a loophole too. Like yes. Everyone would just You'd think rich people would like know that, you know. I mean, at this point, they must, yeah. So, yeah, it's and I don't think it's worth it, you know. I mean, Elon Musk is happy now, but when he's a ghost, you know, he's he's not going to be too, too, you know, he's certainly not going to be tweeting about Dogecoin or uh, (laughs) hosting SNL, you know, when he's no trapped in a creepy room for all eternity. but if ever there was going to be a ghost who would still listen to podcasts, I think it would be Elon Musk. That's very true. Yeah, he he'll he'll still be listening to Joe Rogan in the grave. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> only only his episode with Joe Rogan yeah, on only, repeat. Yes, for exactly. all eternity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> hey, on the topic of being topical, I know we're going to talk about Dune, but yes. Um, today's May fourth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a big day for another big sci-fi franchise. Yes. Because I am well-versed in so many other sci-fi franchises that it's like you just can't, you can't guess what I'm talking about. No, no. I, uh, having the foggiest. It's Star Wars. Wow. And Star Wars. Explain to the listeners why this is a Star Wars holiday. Um George Lucas was born on May 4th. Hmm. <laughs> Did you know that? Was he now? Yeah. Did okay. you know that? No, no, I was not aware. It's true. Wow. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Lucas. Yeah. Happy birthday yeah. to Mr. George Lucas. Yeah. How, how how old is he today? Um <clears throat> he's uh 71. Wow, 71. He's getting up there, 70. isn't he? Yeah, he you know he is, but he looks good for his age. Most of his <clears throat> you know I I his uh I think I was gonna I was gonna make a joke about his appearance, but actually I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I like, you know, he's a. Uh, for for how old he is, he he looks like George Lucas has always looked. He's yeah yeah no he's he's fine. I, I was just uh, I think that there was like a part of me like this this ancient high school like knee-jerk reaction or it's like oh i am gonna fucking make fun of george lucas but you know what uh it's not me you know so i'm just not gonna it's not what this day is about yeah um 
but yeah, we know, you know, Star Wars obviously um, draws on some some strong inspiration uh, from Dune. So, you know, it's it's cool to uh, to be a Star Wars fan who's also going through uh, this Dune journey. You know, and, yeah, yeah, and feeling like I'm, um, you know, I, I don't even know if George Lucas would have read all of the Dune books. I mean, maybe, but he, I'm sure, at least read the first one. I yeah, um, I, I think there's a good chance he has at least read the first two, maybe the third. I don't think he would have gone any farther. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's cool. You know, I, I love Star Wars. It's always been my my first love. You know you know pretty much for anything yeah probably the first thing i loved yeah yeah it was, was star uh... wars it was like well well before you know like my family or or anything so uh you know sometimes just like with dune i have some ups and downs with it but um you know so far honestly dune has been more consistent so uh well yeah i mean I, I uh, it, it it it's it's fun to joke around. Oh, you know, Star Wars stole this from, you know, Dune. Uh, so many things you can you can look at and say, hey, this is like from this is definitely picked picked up from Dune. You know, um, but as far as I'm aware, um, George Lucas has has never um, had. He he's he's never written anything as cringe as some parts of God Emperor. Um, I mean, not not cringe from the from like the point of view of like like a um, or I guess maybe like like, society, like societal maybe, critique. Maybe problematic right. is the uh, is is the is the better word. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, George Lucas, I think personally holds some of his own problematic beliefs that, like you know, in in very uh, small places, I think you could argue seep into the work. But but overall, um. You know, George Lucas isn't like trying to do like the larger societal critique that no. Frank Herbert is doing. No, it's so true. like, you know, there's just not as much opportunity for that. Yeah, that's a good too. point. Good you know, point. Jo- George Lucas keeps th- keeps things pretty um, surface level with pretty black and white morality tales. Yes, that's also overall. very true. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's if if you avoid the territory, then it you know it, it'll seem like it's not there. But I, I think, I you know, from some of the things I've heard George Lucas say in his interview, like there's there's the one interview where, uh, and to be fair, I mean, I, I kind of fucking hate Disney now these days, but but um, there was an interview shortly after he he sold Star Wars to Disney. He got interviewed by like sixty minutes or something. And he, he said he felt like he sold Star Wars to white slavers. Oh God, yeah, yeah, that's bad. That was like recent too. Yeah, yeah, no, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. so I, you know, uh, you know, hey, I, uh, I love the guy for what he's done. Just like I uh, have a, a very strong appreciation for Frank Herbert and the world he's yeah. crafted. But yeah. you know, it's like if you, I, you know, if you look a little deeper on, you know. Um, 
certain certain creators you know you'll you'll find uh those cracks but you know that's that's part of being human too i think that's uh yeah not not to say that it's like oh it's okay that they feel that way but you know it's like it's hard to you know come by an artist uh especially from like a certain era uh where they they won't hold some kind of uh problematic belief so you know in some ways it's it's something that you like have to expect yeah uh from from those kinds of people so yeah i mean it'll be the same thing when you know our grandchildren are listening back to old episodes of dune dudes oh yeah wow you guys were saying some fucked up shit totally totally yeah they're gonna gather around the fire Uh uh-huh and they're gonna say grandpappy you were a you know, you were a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. They'd we're say, just gonna they, say they'd yeah. Say, you know, you held some closed-minded beliefs. Yep. Yep. But uh, you know, it's the way the world keeps on spinning. Yeah. You know, and and we'll say, give me my vape, <laughs> youngling. Give me my jewel. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah, we'll say. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be rocking our uh our identical uh snapback cookie monster hats. <laughs> Ninety year old man. In a nursing home. Yeah. Just, I just propped up, you know, watching a big screen TV or just, just Green Day videos on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to go through that. This is the only that thing that makes them happy. Lives. <laughs> yeah, they, we just... If we turn it off, they 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 get they they, they get cranky. We can't. Yeah, we gotta leave these videos on for them. Yeah, hopefully by then we'll get to watch the entire. Uh, you know, at this point in our lives, they'll, they'll have filmed every Dune movie. You know, yes, and we'll we'll yes. get to watch all of them in a, yes. uh, in a rotation as well. Absolutely, that'll be big for us. That that'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um. I mean, we'll get the Dune movies. And then we'll get the eventual God Emperor mini HBO miniseries. Yeah, yeah, um, which is yeah. better than the book. Yeah, I mean the fucking Game of Thrones people aren't doing anything now, so. Yeah, I don't know if I would. Have, I don't know if I would ask them, but. You know. No, but I feel like if HBO was going to make it, that they would hand it to them. Yeah, I don't like that. I, 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 I take back my idea. All right. Well, I mean, you you put it out there in the world. I, I feel like it's likely. Now. Fuck. I think, I think it might happen. I think it might happen. So oh, no. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, May the Fourth. Happy birthday, George Lucas. Uh, you wanna you wanna sing the theme song and we can talk about Dune. Yeah, I do. I I don't know how this is gonna work because it's it's this is a much longer one and uh, they're, you know, come they're, on. What do you mean you don't know how it's gonna work? They, well, there there usually is a bit of lag, so we'll see how how it goes. But um. Okay. There's yeah, th- there was lag every time we did the God Emperor I know, theme song too, I know. and it wasn't great. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking about the lag, and I was like, should we record a version? You know, like a. But I'm like, it's too late. You know, at this point, like fucking five seasons into this podcast. Yeah, no I know. We're, we've we've sealed our fate. We 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 don't yeah. do that. We don't do that here. Right. We don't do that. Yeah. Okay. So it's like all right. I mean, you and I will sing it together. If it sounds like shit, then you know maybe, maybe we'll just not care. You know. Oh well, yeah, so. we we won't care. There's nothing else we can do. 
Okay. Um, you uh, you got the lyrics it's so in front good. Of you? Yeah, I've got the lyrics right here. Okay, so you gotta you gotta count me in then. <clears throat> All right. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. We, we know, know there's, there's scattered, scattered people, people coming back, back from outer oh, space. Okay. Uh oh. We gotta go a little faster. You know what? We don't need a count in. We're just gonna go. You ready? Yeah. You don't really need a count in, no. right? No. You're a natural musician. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we gotta, gotta keep. We gotta, we gotta do it a little faster. Yeah. We. I mean. Yeah. We. We, we need a click or something. You gotta click. No. Okay. No, no, no. We're just gonna do it. You know the tune. Come on. I do. Yeah. yeah. You know the. You know. Right. Hey, I. I'm following your lead. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. And here we go. Well, we know, know there's scattered people, people coming back from, from outer, outer space. space. Reminds, Reminds me of, of the golden path. path. Humans, Humans fled, fled from Lido's wrath. Has everyone, everyone forgotten their purpose in his life? life. <laughs> Duncan's memories have been erased. Reverend Mother's repeating mistakes. Learn from the past and present. Heretics of Dune. Story to tell. We are reading. They see the past and present and the future too. Get back, Get back to Rackus, Heretics of Dune. Wow. <laughs> that was right. so good. Well, that, that sounded bad singing it, so it's going <laughs> to sound awful. <laughs> if, if anybody is listening to this, I need to give them, oh, like, so in, good. In, in, in their present, in their own real time, I need to apologize now because I'm sure it sounds awful. So I'm sorry you listened to that. Maybe because um, well, it sounded bad just us singing it. It was, like, really, it was tough. It was really bad. We're each listening to each other mm-hmm. do it and like naturally trying to sync up. But, we're like, trying also to yeah. We're trying to shift. About it. Yeah, it no, was bad. It was yeah. That yeah was tough. It was very. It was very bad. Um, I mean, Maybe what we could he, do is. So I I have a um. I covered scattered a while a while ago. Yeah. Um. So I I have like the instrumental somewhere yeah i don't know maybe we switch off like maybe one of us sings it uh, one week and i don't think i don't think i don't think that's the answer you don't know no 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 all right we can uh we could we can hash and mash that on our own time maybe we can okay think about, we can think all right about that. we'll just move on for now well, humble beginnings <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough one i'm sure yeah it was not great <clears throat> but i mean you know, it's, what are you gonna do? Yeah, there's this not much is, you can do. We're we're just like a scrappy, you know, scrappy upstart. You know, here it's like we're, we're yeah, we're, we're, we're you know, we're, we're not we're a startup and we don't uh, we don't have the the fucking uh, pre-recorded you know song that sounds like it's you know playing in a mall or some shit. What do you think? You we're, we're 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 you know in Silicon Valley. Yeah, we're a couple of Silicon Valley hotshots here. No. Yeah, what is this uh, sponsored by the Belinda Gates Foundation? <laughs> yeah, no way. I don't think so. No, what 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 are we the uh, are are we gonna you know give you uh, pillow advice? Gonna gonna try to sell you pillows? Is that that's a popular uh, advertisement on podcasts? Oh, it is. Yeah. 
It's weird. But, I mean, if someone wanted us to, like, advertise a pillow and give us money, I mean, I don't know. Did they give you a lot? I might think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, I we already We already talk about nothing on our own. For, yeah. However long, you know. I think we do. Yeah. A, we I, th- I think we do a great job at improvising a a pillow commercial or some sort of commercial. I think I think any product you give us, we we could uh, turn in a uh, uh, a very entertaining um, ad. Yeah. You know, you yeah. it's it might not fit your brand standards, but you know, it it would it would be fun. It would it would sell product. It really would. Yeah, we could move product for we sure. Can. I mean, we can. you already make. A, you know, an alarming amount of content. Yes. So it's like, yes, it's all part know, of the plan. Are, it's all part of the plan. We, we, we have the power, you know, just we not do. the, uh, not the reach yet, huh? No. And, um, we, we well, make, we, we, we may get there at some point. Yeah. Once this Dune movie drops, it's like, you know, the floodgates are open. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be, I mean, come on. We're already going to be done with like what, like the first five Dune books. I mean, we're going to have such a head start. Yeah, uh, it's going to be sick. I mean, we're gonna. I think we're going to have the six done by the time the movie comes out in October. Oh yeah, definitely. If it's yeah. October, then for sure. I didn't know when it was coming out, but yeah, for sure we'll be done. Yeah, we'll be on our hiatus by then. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll we'll have to come back from retirement to cover the <laughs> Dune movie. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe we exciting. won't though. Maybe maybe we're not gonna. Maybe we just we just don't even cover the movie. Be a power move, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead, we're gonna be promoting all the Brian Herbert books. We'll yes, 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 yes. Instead, yeah. I on the Dune Dudes account actually yesterday, um, I got a notification and I thought it said that Brian Herbert followed us. I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what is like, it?" Say? Oh my god! I can't believe Brian Herbert followed Brian Herbert likes Dune dudes. Holy cow! Um, no, but it just it, it just suggested us to follow him. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was, it was it was very alarming for a second. But maybe if we follow him, you know, maybe he follows back. He might you know? follow back. Yeah, that's a good point. We can try it. So we we should we should do that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good you know? it's a good we'll, idea. Will Will DM Brian Herbert follow for follow? Yeah. It might. It, it just might work. Okay, so Dune. Yes, Dune dudes. Colon. Heretics of Dune dudes. Yes. Um. Yeah, uh, we have some interesting chapters to dissect and discuss here, don't we? Um, yes, we do. And they, they cover a pretty broad range of uh, characters and events. Um, you know, last section, I think, also gave us, like, it, it felt like a diverse um, set of chapters. But I remember feeling like the first four, even though they skip around, like, all kind of follow and inform, like, the same group of characters in, in roughly the same place or how they yeah. got to the same place. Um, but these chapters, uh, you know, jump around much more and, um, it's pretty interesting what we start off with here. Our very first chapter throws us into something that was only 
you know, briefly discussed in the previous yep. live. Yep, we meet our new friend. We do. We we are on Rackus, and uh, we yeah we meet the young girl who is able to control the worms. Her name is Shiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it it jumps around in time a little bit here too. It starts off um, with her as an eleven-year-old girl. Uh, the chapter begins. She's waiting for a worm to come. She has her nice new still suit and nice robes and everything and she thinks back to a time when uh she was not so uh you know not so well off yeah uh talk about humble beginnings talk about scrappy upstarts for real um for real shiana has us beat you know she would advertise the fuck out of some pillows i'm sure Whatever that means. Hell yeah. Um, and so we get this flashback uh, to three years previously. So in her flashback, she's eight. And she's in this like small little village that can barely even uh, afford to create a water barrier to keep out the worms. And that ends up being really bad because on this particular day... Uh, a worm does break through into her village and eats everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Yep. Bye-bye, mommy and daddy. That's eight-year-old Shiana saying her goodbyes. Yep. <clears throat> so, so, yeah, she in particular, she sees her father get eaten. I don't yeah. even know if it, it mentions... She does talk about her mom, but, like, I... I think she's like already dead at that point, but she uh, sees her father get engulfed um, in particular. Uh, and yeah, she, she, she becomes uh, enraged and as the worm turns to leave, she runs down onto its back and to her surprise, the worm stops moving for a time and then starts moving and she's you know uh understandably a little freaked out but hangs on for dear life to this worm and after a while she's like hey i'm riding this thing you know just I'm like, a, like just like a fremen of old yes just like that you know she knows the stories she's like mm. yeah i i see what's happening here yeah and so sure enough, the worm brings her to the great city of Keene, um, <clears throat> which, you know, we're getting a lot of names that like uh, harken back to, uh, to, to to names, you know, previously uh, relevant or important to Dune. And so Keene, obviously, playing off of Era Keene. Yes. Um, I guess in the future they just don't like to say the beginnings of words anymore. They 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 just chop them all in half. They, yeah, right. Yep. It's like, fuck it, Rackus, Keen. I don't know. There'll be others. I'm sure there will be. 
<clears throat> so, uh, and so she's brought to the the front of this giant city. There's a lot of water there. It's a pretty cool place. Um, and it's where all these priests are. They seem to kind of run the joint. And uh, Shiana gets off. Fucking is still pissed at the worm. Is you know remembers that she's yeah. pissed at the worm. She's yep. like, you ate my, you know, yeah, my fucking parents, everyone. Um, tells the worm to just like fuck off. Yes, very aggressively. Um, is also yeah. very, or has taught uh, to been to to be very uh, wary of of the priests. Yes. Yep. Which is a a pretty interesting detail yeah. that these. Uh, you know, these uh, priests, the the people of this religious order, you know, are not uh, not to be trusted, right? And it does it does <clears throat> seem like they are pretty ruthless in their methods. They regularly feed people to worms, which we're yes. gonna touch on a bit more in a later chapter. But yes, so Shiana is um, has reason to be worried. Uh, so when the priests do come out and they're like, holy shit, you were just riding on a worm. Um, she doesn't really know what to do. And she just like starts dancing. She remembers a dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so she dances. She like becomes so exhausted. She passes out. And the priests um, bring her into the uh, the city. Uh Oh, and then actually I thought maybe this was another chapter, but we get more do we get more of her being in the city when she's brought in? I know there's another chapter later where they do that too. Um Yeah, she does meet the priests. Okay, she does. There's the high priest, whatever. Um They kind of argue and shit. And uh I guess the last thing in this chapter, really is uh, there's a Bene Gesserit embassy in the city of Keene, which yeah. I, I think kind of uh, illuminates some of, like, like in the previous section, we were talking about Odrade going to Rackus. That's probably where she's going, right? This yeah. This Bene yeah. Gesserit embassy, probably to meet Shiana, is my guess. So um, interesting, you know, of course, that the Bene Gesserit have these holdouts throughout the galaxy not weird to have an embassy in a important city on rackus i'm sure for for the bene gesserit but um but i think it's cool just that they like you know still have a way to have like their hand in the pot no matter where these things are happening so yep they are everywhere right so like in the in the last section like i wasn't really sure how much they knew about this girl they made it sound very mysterious you know this I, I kind of got the impression that maybe the Bene Gesserit, like, didn't really know anything about her except, like, rumors or this and that. Yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah. no, they, they have their, like, own fucking embassy. They're, yeah, you they, know? They, they literally have her in their clutches. Right, yeah. So they're, they, they seem pretty confident that they are the ones sort of pulling the strings in the background. Yes. Um, yeah. I think they think... Uh, that they have more of a hold on Shiana than maybe even the priesthood does. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thought. And then the uh, the chapter closes interestingly too with uh, 
the words, it happened at last. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened at last? Indeed. What happened at last, indeed. And I, I think it is maybe the third or the fourth chapter they... There's even a, a a thing that's like, oh, she's the one they've been waiting for. Yeah, it's yep. it's it's talked about again. So, yeah. uh, no surprise that this small child who can control worms is, uh, you know, of great significance. Yeah, but, um, yeah, something about her existence seems to be, you know, it was known before it happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Either by prescience or planning some sort of right. genetic engineering um, or just, uh, I don't know, hope. Um, but uh, I do remember a long time ago on the same very planet, another little kid who could also control worms. <laughs> yes. And if I recall correctly, he grew up to be, uh, you know, a very great man. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, an even better worm. A very, yes, yes, an excellent worm. <laughs> and, yeah, if uh, they were to name him these days, he'd be Ito. <laughs> just Toe, maybe. Yeah, it's just Toe. It's <laughs> just Toe. Um, yeah, yeah. Toe, toe the tyrant. That's what <laughs> they'd call him. Yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely, um, thought that too. In fact, even after we read the first five chapters, after we did the podcast, I was thinking like in later in the week, how did we not discuss that there's a child who can control yeah. worms on Arrakis? Yeah, that, right. Right, that we didn't we didn't have that conversation. Yeah. So I'm glad you're bringing it up now. Yeah, the connection uh, is right there, but it's like obviously it's very different, but uh, also very similar. Right. Yeah. I mean, I it might not have to do with Leto, right? Like there are other explanations, even though we don't really know what they are or yeah, necessarily. They, but I mean, yeah, they they. There should be other explanations unless she has like, well, I don't know. Unless she has like Sandrow DNA or something like that. Well, well, yeah. Like I'm almost wondering if somehow like a pearl. Oh shit. Yeah. Leto's awareness is like inside of her. Within her. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's a pot. That's a real possibility. You're right. That really is. Or it's it's like a recessive gene that that just awakened with her or something, you know, like right, right, yeah, there's... yeah, like her her great 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 grandfather fucked a sand trout. Maybe. Yeah, well, we in a later chapter we do get the translation of her name too, so it's yes, yeah, know, it's um, a modernization of Siona. Yeah, yeah, which I'm I'm surprised isn't just Ona. <laughs> it should be <laughs> if, if, there were, this if there was any joke. damn consistency in this book Herbert, it would be ona i know for real whatever uh but yeah so i do think that she might be of that lineage so a pearl of awareness being within her is not beyond the fold 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously something's up. Yes. Um, and, and, and everyone, everyone knows it. You know? Cause I'll tell you what, it ain't normal just to ride a worm like that. It ain't no. normal for a worm to spare you when no. it eats your entire village and family. No. No, and she rides this worm without even uh, using maker hooks. Yes. Or anything. No no hooks involved whatsoever. So, so, yeah, the only other person that we know of to have done that is Leto. Yes. And he did that with the aid of wearing a bunch of fucking sand trout over his skin. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... What the fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, like, what the fuck? I mean, as as far as we are aware, she has not done any of that. No. Nope, she is, uh, at least from the outside, troutless. Troutless, yeah. She is, Without she's a, trout. She, I would call her a troutless wonder. Yeah. <laughs> she is without trout. Without trout. With trout. Meaning... Yes. Uh, portmanteau without and trout. Yes, so with trout good. makes it sound like you might have trout, but it's we're deceiving. saying no trout. No trout. Trout. So. No trout. No trout. Shiana, the troutless wonder. <laughs> it's gonna be my D and D character. <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell Josh. Without a trout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's, there's not a trout in my mind. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, so, uh, is there anything else in this chapter you'd like to discuss that maybe we didn't touch on, or or anything else you might want to talk about more? Because, because you know, this is a pretty interesting chapter to be it introduced is, yeah. to this character. Yeah. Um. I. What don't... did you? What did you think? Sorry, I just asked you a bunch of questions in a row, yeah. but it, it seems like you weren't going to, you didn't really have anything waiting in the wings. So I was no. going to prompt you. Yeah. Can I prompt you? Yeah, please do. What, what were your, what were your thoughts when you opened up the next chapter to start reading this section and right away you were introduced to this new character and, and I'm sure suddenly very quickly realized this was the worm controlling child. Yeah. Yeah. I was instantly on board. Um, yeah, it, it, it grabbed me right away. I was really happy that we got to meet her so soon. And, um, yeah, seems like she's going to be playing a, a very big role. Um, yeah, I, I like her a lot so far. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, w- without getting too far ahead, I think some of the things I'm going to talk about are going to overlap with uh, the the other chapter that she's yeah. in, where we learn a bit more about the priesthood. Um, but you know, I like this this parallel kind of going on with Shiana and Duncan, where it's like they're both uh, being raised by their captors in a way, yeah, and they kind of both also you know, like don't, don't fully trust them and like also think that they know better at every turn, you know? Yeah. Um, but then there's also like things about themselves that they can't understand and that the people around them probably know better than they do. So like there's this weird dynamic that they kind of both have going on. 
Yeah. Um, and so when they inevitably meet, I could definitely see them as being like kind of kindred spirits, right? You know, definitely, they've, yeah, they've for kind sure. of gone through this same. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing that they, the, the one thing that they have in common too, especially, I mean, Shiana, especially Duncan, uh, probably shortly. Um, but they're both, they're, they're both much more powerful than their captors are too. Um, and they, I don't think they, either of them realize their true capabilities entirely. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, um, what happens when they do and, and what kind of choices they make on their own. Totally. Yeah. What, what's that going to be like when they are unleashed after being, um, bottled up for so long yeah yeah i mean will the you know brainwashing will the imprinting work you know um which really is a it's it it's they're 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 doing it to both of them in different ways you know so yeah it it will be interesting and it only it only gets more interesting with with these next few chapters with um you know with with duncan too so Totally, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what do you say we go to our next chapter then? Is that well? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so this one. Oh, this is the Miles Tag chapter. Yes. Our uh, boy Miles. Yes. Actually, um, um, what what's Miles Prower was named after Miles Tug. You're really gonna try and make a a just a bad Sonic joke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was gonna call it Miles Tails. Yeah, it feels like if you had a a stronger, a, a more ready grasp on that, I think you. Yeah, it would have pulled it off better. A, right. I, I, I had to think of what uh, what his actual last. I, I didn't. Yeah. I forgot it was a. Uh, not tails i know it's it's you know been too long since you've played sonic adventure right yeah yeah it's been forever yeah otherwise you would have you would have had that shit at the ready i would have yeah yeah now look at you Mm -hmm. you got trout on your face man i do i've got trout face all right whatever uh let's we'll just we're gonna keep going yes right all right push through it Uh, so Miles Tails, Miles Tag, he, uh, he has a flashback. That's pretty much what this chapter is. Um, we know from the previous section where Terraza visits him at his, uh, his home, which was his, his, you know, family's home, uh, when he comes back out of retirement. You know, his mother is very much this, like, looming figure, even now in, in his life. Um, yeah, there's some good uh, flashback Right, scenes. but we we really get, like, uh, uh, some insight into her character, Tag's mom, yeah. Janet Roxborough Tag. Uh, and then also his father, Lashi Tag. Um a lot of this chapter pretty much has to do with them. As a quick aside, 
he mentions he has a younger brother, Sabine, yep. who in the present day of this story is uh, already dead. He mm. was poisoned, apparently, which I think is a, you know, um, a detail that you could read into. You know, it's like, is it the, the Tleilaxu that end up? Yeah. But, you know, poisoning him or, you know, it's like, what what is the deal with that? Doesn't matter if that's ever expanded on or not. But, um, you know, uh, it, one of those small things that Herbert puts in there that I kind of made me pause and go. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Definitely. Yeah. It, you know, fleshes things out. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of stories within stories, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Faints within faints. Yeah. Um, but really the big thing here is, uh, uh, Tag's mother and father are having this conversation at dinner about, uh, the Tleilaxu, um, Washi, his father has been, um, like, has been approached to trade, uh, for a lot of rice. Yes. And Teg's mom, Janet, being the Bene Gesserit badass witch that she is, is like, you know, well, let's look into this because, you know, this, it's not adding up, you know? And so she's able to deduce that it's the, the Tleilaxu plots, that there are, are face dancers mm-hmm. um, that are kind of like operating in the shadows and they don't know who wants uh the rice or what it's for but they you know believe it's going to be part of like a trade deal i think for spice they say if the tleilaxu are involved then it's got to be spice right yep and so they i i think if i'm remembering right the plan is pretty much um that they're going to say that the rice is worth way more than they usually would knowing that the the face dancers are under like strict orders to get this rice by any means they need necessary. to get the rice yeah and then they'll like bankrupt whoever is right. is 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 uh ordering them and then they'll they'll find out based on precisely on that. yeah which is a cool plan i like yeah. that idea um and it it also gives us more insight into how the face dancers work in this chapter because that's the other big thing that's happening here is um tag and his mom are watching this whole thing go down through like a hollow screen whatever and um and so janet is kind of like educating tag on how the face dancers operate you know and of course she says certain things like she thinks they're just like pure fucking evil you know just scum Mm -hmm. and it's like all right you know do with that info what you will but but we learn very real things like they kind of operate like a hive mind an insect yep um and we see more of this in the next chapter too uh which will be a really cool one to talk about yeah absolutely the the honored honored mater matri (laughs) matris i don't know honored mater Mater. yeah uh but 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 the fact that like the the face dancers um aren't really people in the way that uh you know like a, a regular human would be considered or they don't they don't themselves 
consider themselves to be people in the same way. Yeah. Um, and so they, they accept orders very robotically. And so, right. That's why this plan is able to work because they know they need to get the rice. So it doesn't matter how much it costs. Um, they just need to fucking do that because they were ordered to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's their deal. Uh, which, you know, again, like I, it's, it's things like that. I, I really like the Dune universe for these reasons. Uh, you know, especially having like the Butlerian jihad, jihad be a part of its lore, but like always in the, the background of yeah. the story. Because it'd be so easy for other science fiction, you know, stories to be doing something similar, but just make them androids, right? Absolutely. Um, but like Dune, Herbert is always like trying to think of different ways that you could like take a person and make them into something else yeah to, to like yeah. specialize a human and like condition their brain in such a way that you turn it into something different you know like he keeps asking like could you do that if you raised or created yeah. a person in a certain way i think that's uh, i think that's a very underrated aspect of his writing that is that's been consistent throughout all all the books you know uh from the beginning with you know the the mentats and the Bene Gesserit uh yeah I, I think it's it's like really um it's a very interesting take on like you know the human spirit and or or, or like the like just like how how well trained humans can be you know like how much um determination like like thousands and thousands of years in the future we we can we 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 have the experience and the wherewithal to like you know do 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 things with our minds and bodies that we would have never dreamed of um today because you know we're not there yet like it's 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 like a really cool take on um on the future that's not really ever um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's, there's much of it anywhere else. Cause, cause you're right. It's, it's mostly androids and, um, you know, aliens, robots, you know, body augmentation with technology. There's, there, there's, there's not a lot of like evolution of the human mind and, and body over the years or human, like, like, uh, you know, like training of skills that, that have developed over centuries. I think that's a pretty unique aspect to the Duneverse. It is. I like that, you know, he, he constantly has to like find these workarounds to what would otherwise, yeah, be like really typical, like sci-fi standards. Yeah, um, yeah. Going back to what we were bullshitting about with like creators and problematic beliefs too. You know, I, I think, and you, you've probably seen this maybe looking at doing stuff too, but like, I, I, you know, I've also heard people make the argument that that's where like, um, I don't know where some of like the eugenic -y feeling sort of thing is yeah. where it's like, Oh, well, you know, if you, if you breed people long enough, you can just like make them into something else. Sure. Sure. Something that's sure. better. Right. You know, yeah. like, uh, that, that humanity can be like groomed and culled into a, a stronger version of itself. If you, you know, push through what would otherwise be like um, taboo barriers. And, yeah. and that's not to say that uh, 
that even, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that that's what's Herbert is trying to say. I think that's just a reading of his work. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm more with you. I think, I think that Herbert is by and large, um, you know, has a lot of, of faith in like this, like very, um, nebulous idea of the human spirit. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important for them to survive at all costs. Even yes. if, you know, humanity is going to suffer for thousands of years under Lido. Because yeah. at least you'll still have people, right? Like what, what is the point of the universe without human observation? Exactly. According to Herbert. Yes. According I to think. Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because obviously these, you know, breed it like, the, these human breeding programs are a huge part of the series and the the whole kind of eugenics kind of talk or, or thought in the back of your head like that, that could not have been um, absent from Herbert's mind either, especially when he is, you know, using the, uh, this story to kind of rail against tyrants like Hitler and, um, so it's yeah I, I I don't think he I I don't think there is necessarily a clear moral of these books you know I think there's a lot of of thoughts and different messages and yeah I I think one of the strongest and 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 most um you know solid here yeah it would be the the survival of of humanity and the um the strength of the human spirit and and the will um of the people um but yeah i mean you it's 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 not as black and white as something like star wars as as you were saying you know um and i do think that is intentional i think a lot of times we're like we we are looking for a moral or what's the message here what's this right 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 but there's not necessarily one message to latch on to yeah and it's not always you know the other thing to remember and and i've been like thinking more about this you were saying before like how god emperor is the book that like makes you think about it yeah. more even after you're yeah. done reading I'm, and... I'm i'm still there yeah and you know, I've been thinking more about how just because something is in Frank Herbert's story, it doesn't mean it's an endorsement of it in a positive way, right? No, because no. like um Herbert is positing that like like you're saying that humans could maybe achieve like these remarkable abilities or 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 become something different. Yeah. That could that could be perceived as better by some people, but it's not always at a cost um that is like worthwhile right yeah like because clearly the tleilaxu do have amazing abilities and they can you know if you're a face dancer you can shapeshift and shit yeah but like herbert's also saying that it's it's at the cost of your own humanity right you're not yes. even a person anymore and yeah. so and we also know that he i you know i i I think especially in the first book, and it'll be interesting to see how he deals with it here with so much focus on the Bene Gesserit. But like in the first Dune book, I think there's a lot of condemnation of the Bene Gesserit as an order. Yes. And I remember like thinking that that was one of the things that was like, I think even made the breeding program seem like more um, 
tolerable as an idea because like it's like oh yeah like you could totally critique it and be like what's what's up with that but it's being you know shepherded by an organization of people that the book itself is like yeah but the the Bene Gesserit kind of suck right yeah because like that's why Jessica left and she's like one of our main characters yep so, she's one of the good ones so I, I think a lot of times Herbert will include things in his universe that it's like yeah well that that does seem like it sucks um but Herbert knows that and just because he doesn't have like a giant neon sign pointing to it that says like this is bad yeah. just because it's in the story doesn't mean you should think it's good like yeah sometimes it requires thinking about it and being like okay like does this feel like Herbert's including it in the story for us to critique or for us to uh support or something in between um yeah I think the big thing with God Emperor is that there were parts in it that I didn't like that did feel like Herbert was more on the side of. But, you know, I don't know. Um, But here, in terms of the way that he's he's changing humanity, the ways that humanity has evolved, it's not always uh, for the best. No, it's not. No, no. Oh, yeah. And also, it's it, it does make me think because, you know, in this chapter, obviously, it's shown, but, like, we have been led to kind of have this... Because, like, yeah, I think I, I think you're right. The Bene Gesserit in the first book, especially, uh, were kind of um, painted as this shadowy, um, you know, configuration. They're kind of pulling the strings, whatever you know, B'nai Jesuit witches, you know, they're still called that, but, um, we've gotten to know them and know that, you know, I don't think they're a wholly good or wholly evil. Um, but since children, I, I actually, I think it's been set up since Messiah. We, we, we've been kind of in the background, there's been like a building, um, prejudice towards the Tyloxu. Yeah. That is definitely reaching a fever pitch here, right? Like, yes. you know, the dirty, the dirty Tyloxu. Ty um, and here where we're finally getting to meet them and, uh, you know, really on, you know, more intimate scale. Um, and it's becoming far more obvious just like how, um, widespread these prejudices are, you know, within the, the, the you know, the Bene Gesserit and just like the, the, the wider universe towards the Tyloxu. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's something I hadn't really even thought about up until now, but we, we've definitely been like, that's definitely been something in the background that's been boiling there. And, yeah. uh, and, um, yeah, yeah that, that feels like, I remember this was like part of one of the things that you felt like you appreciated in God Emperor. And, and I kind of felt like it was um, doing some of the heavy lifting for, for Herbert, Mm. Um, you know, but, but this whole thing with feeling like the, the Tleilaxu that they're slowly growing more prominent in the story, but it's happening in the background. I mean, that does very much mirror what they're, plot is it does yeah I know. revealed to be in this book retroactively of course yes or may, you know, maybe not maybe herbert had that idea the whole time it doesn't really matter yeah. right um 
but uh but yeah i mean it it's, but it is it is cool that yeah that that mimics like your experience as a reader it know, does yeah yeah because i mean I, I you know the, the the whole thing they're saying now is is that they wanted to be underestimated you know and um to take them by surprise when the time was right but it's just it's it's interesting to me just um yeah it it it's just like this low level prejudice and just like uh yeah cuz you know they they view a lot of them as like uh, inhuman and uh so i i mean it's kind of wild that i didn't see this kind of showdown coming sooner like you know because it makes total sense to me yeah one thing i've Thinking of it as a showdown is interesting, especially because it feels like we're kind of pitting the Bene Gesserit and the Slaylaxu against one another. Yeah. I, I've never brought this up, and obviously we're reading the same shit, so you've seen it too. It's like sometimes the Tleilaxu are referred to as the Bene Tleilax. Yeah, yeah, they are. And it's like, is there some kind of like, uh, like ancient shared history between the Bene Gesserit and the, the Tleilaxu where they like split off sometime in the past. Like, yeah. I don't know why they yeah. share that, that like prefix or that first word. Sometimes the Bene Gesserit are always the Bene Gesserit. Yes. And sometimes the Tleilaxu are the Bene Tleilaxu. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, why? <laughs> I, yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Obviously we, we like, yeah, we, 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 we've only just been introduced to, like their religious order, um, but yeah, but I think even in like the previous books they would do that. They would. Like, they've yes. been called that before, right? They yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think from the from you know Messiah, I think. Yeah. Um. So that could very well be the case. I don't know. That that's a really good thought, though. I think there there might be something to that. Yeah, I mean, we, we may if, never know. We might never know. It feels like if ever there was going to be a, a time to expand on that, it would be this book. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, Okay, so this this chapter, let's. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna go pee really quick, and then we can we can just jump into uh, the the, well, the the rest. Okay, I'm gonna have a bit more to say. Sorry to disappoint you, but I'll, I'll try and be fast. No, so. yeah, no, yeah. You 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 take your time. You know, it's it's a. Uh, it's... All right. No rush, my friend. All right, you go pee, bud. Okay. Action. All right. So, anyways, uh, so the end of this chapter, this second chapter here. Uh, you know, pretty much it, it feels like it, it kind of instills this sort of, um, I don't know if at this point hatred is maybe too strong of a word to use or not, but it, it feels like there's this, this kind of, um, kind of a hatred with, with intake for the Tleilaxu. Yes, for sure. Um, and so we we get some, you know. Of course, we 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 see why that happens within the chapter itself, um, and it, it it kind of informs like why Teg, um, you know, has such a stake in the protection of Duncan on Gamma. Yeah. Um, now, I I just wanted to talk about three. I know it sounds like a lot. Three quick things in this. Chapter. Hey, it's okay. There's no there. There's really no rush. All right. 
Um, cool. Maybe this will be a three hour podcast. You know, yeah, maybe. I mean, we, let's go for four even. This is our shit. All right. Um, there's, there's this line in this chapter. Um, I'm not going to go looking for it exactly, but it's that, you know, Teg has this very real love for his mother, right? And, um, you mommy. know, yeah, exactly. He goes, mommy, mommy, right? You know, just, just like all fucking stupid ass babies do. <laughs> um, oh, that they do. But, uh, we also know that the Bene Gesserit weaponize their love. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. And, and, th- and, and Teg is not immune from this. You know, uh, even the relationship between a, a mother and child uh, is completely fair game to the Bene Gesserit. And, and Teg mentions that his love for his mother is, is uh, transferred by her mom like, to to the entirety of the Bene Gesserit order, you know that 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 Teg has this kind of implicit love and reverence and and uh, adoration for the Bene Gesserit because he had it for his mom first, and that yes. that was a deliberate move by his mom and by extension the Bene Gesserit, yeah, they, for him to be fiercely loyal to the order. They yeah they they uh, transferred the love from her to them as a whole. Right. Which is the same thing that, that they did to the other one, right? Too the uh, the the uh, what's your face? Uh, I'm not sure who you mean and when. What it was uh... the the one that was ripped away from her mom. Uh, from, oh, from, thank you. From yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Udrade. Yeah. Yeah, her her uh, uh, foster um, mom or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's not a one to one, but they did mention that they that they did. Tr- it's it's like a it's like a weird transfer of. I see. I you see. You know, and and also what they're gonna do with uh, Duncan with um yes with with the Nubane Jesuit caretaker. I I I'm what what's is it? It's like Lucilla. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That and Odrade, right? Who who he's right. going to meet on on Rackus. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly yeah. my point. That's why I wanted to bring it up because it seems like this is kind of a, a further explanation as to what the imprinting is. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That it's to kind of, you know, force this, you know, love onto something they they might not otherwise give a shit about by loving one specific person and being able to transfer that. And so I think that's exactly what the imprinting is. Yeah. And then this chapter does work to show us, like, how that works. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and to just uh, clarify that concept for us a little bit more. Um, Teg also mentions that, that they're living in, in the first three Dune books, the universe is very much monopolized. You know, the Spacing Guild monopolizes space travel and, uh, Arrakis has the, the spice monopoly and Teg mentions that those monopolies are broken at this point in yep. the universe and that um uh the ixians have the the artificial spacing device that allows for space travel so there's no more spacing guild monopoly and then uh it sounds like there's like artificial spice too or or some yeah. sort of synthetic yeah, spice well, um, that wasn't it like 
uh like made the same way goals are made right it's not the kind of it's 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 uh made by the tiloxes and in like a next level tank or whatever i i think so yeah something like that that. yeah at any rate um there's not a there's not a spice monopoly either and so which is you know that this is all that lead i wanted to happen pretty much i think right i think he wanted to uh stop that power from remaining yeah i we're certainly not at a point where it's like fully democratized right like it's still no, no. still hoarded and, yes. and and still lorded over people yep. but so we're not living in like a you know socialist uh utopia of course yeah but, i don't think that's what Lita wanted anyways but <laughs> no 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 um and i i don't think a lot has come of this really but I it was interesting that this chapter reminds us that we're living in a post monopolized galaxy. It is, there, yeah. There's no more yeah. space monopoly, no more spice monopoly. Um, so yeah, again, I, I don't think there's been a lot like done with that. Like, it doesn't really matter for our characters right now, and by extension, us. But it's there, and it's a, it could yeah. matter eventually. Yeah, it's a so, great bigger universe detail. Here's the last thing. Um, in the previous section, it's mentioned that Terraza, um, is on this contraption called a chair dog. And this, so, uh, you already know what I'm going to say. The first time they, they had Terraza in her office, the, the chair dog was mentioned. Well, okay. So here's the thing. And I just, that's what I mean. I just breezed, breezed over it, but now... Yeah. Well, so I didn't breathe over it. I knew that she was in a chair dog. The thing is, is that I assumed a chair dog was a term for like a robotic chair. I was literally picturing like yeah. the Boston Dynamics robot dog with a fucking chair on it. I and didn't. It's like, okay, it's a robot chair. I, I I didn't picture it as a robot chair. I just pictured it as like a different kind of chair. You know, I All didn't, right. I didn't well, think it was an actual. Uh, you know, doesn't matter what you did or didn't picture because this chapter clarifies it for us. It's literally a dog. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> it's alive. And I had to stop. I was like, "What?" I know. I know. There's this line. I, I don't know. I'm not going to go. I can't find. I took notes, by the way. That's where I'm going. So I, I, didn't, yeah. I don't have the line. But Teg mentions something like, you know, that he, he would never want to sit in a, a chair that was, you know, alive. Like he yeah. found it to be demeaning, right? Yep, or, yep, like he wouldn't yep. want to use another life form that way. The chair dog is alive, it's Connor. Alive. It's a it's, thing. I know. I guess it's it just is. a dog with a chair on it. Like what? Is it? I don't understand. I, I kind of picture it as a dog that's like engineered to to look like a chair, so you can like sit sit in it. It's like a, it just doesn't. Like a... I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> None of it makes sense to it me. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's it's just um, yeah. I don't know. It's. One of those mind fuck kind of uh yeah I Frank I was mind so fucks. I was so comfortable thinking it was like an Ixian device you know just like a robot chair and this really just made me question everything yeah I was like what the fuck um 
I'm going to yeah, be keeping an was, eye out for that this going was, forward. Yeah, the, I mean, we, we've barely ever even heard about dogs in this universe, except for the fucking dog in the Dune movie. Yeah, the David Lynch the Dune movie, movie, the fucking the, the Atreides pug, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, this is it, this is fucking weird out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, something know. we would have read in, in, like, the first few chapters of Messiah and been like, holy fuck, this... this <laughs> this universe has gotten a lot stranger yeah um we'll see we'll see if any more comes of that but i, I just i just had to mention that the chair dog is alive yeah um it concerns me that that's not elaborated on more honestly it's yeah. i don't yeah i don't fucking know i don't, I don't fucking know more know. about it but mm-hmm. but anyways okay chapter three you're, i'm assuming you're ready for chapter yes. three by this point let's do it Okay, um, this is my last note. I want to mention the opening passage to this chapter. Um, I like that we're still getting commentary on uh, God Emperor, you know, specifically Leto himself. Um, there is an interesting line in this passage that says, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out why anyone would turn themselves into a horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. hybrid. And, you know, people are still arguing over it, which is interesting. Um, They say, was he driven by the desire for long life? He lived more than 10 times the normal span of 300 SY. This gives you your your answer that you've been looking for. Yes. So, right. One, it's cool that that's there. Uh, Seems like you're totally right. That it's just normal to live that long. Yeah. Um, So... Again, I'm pretty sure Teg was stated to be like around 300 or I think he's nearing it, you know? Yeah. Um, he's an oldie. So he's very much at the end of his expected lifespan. Um, and yeah, and that's just like normal. So yeah. that's cool. The other thing is that the end of the passage, it's the metamorphosis of Leto II, 10,000th anniversary peroration by Gaius Andowd. Um, that marker, I think, very easily makes that the the acknowledgement of the farthest part of the Dune history that we've been exposed to. 10,000 yeah. years. Post-Leto. Post-Leto, right. I think you're right. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That's That's way far out. Because, I mean, the the like prefaces of god emperor is like pretty much now or just a little bit before like where we are at now in 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 heretics so it's like yeah yeah i think i think this had this has to be the farthest out we have gotten word from right that's what i figure and this the the present day of the the main events in this book are 1,500 years after God Emperor, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so this this opening passage is written 8,500 years after this book, yeah. roughly. Yep, yep, it's crazy. So it's interesting that we're even getting a piece of that, you know? It is. Um, I have no clue if Chapter House is going to jump again. If, you know, I truly have no idea. I would not um, be surprised. This opening passage obviously doesn't really mean anything in terms of like confirming or denying that. No. 
So so regardless of least, if, it, if it does or doesn't, it's interesting that it's there. It is, you know? yeah. It, it it at least makes us now know that Frank Herbert has thought that far ahead within this universe. You know, um, not that th- that's the end goal or that there'll there will be any important um, plot uh, up until that point. But yeah, but but he 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 has looked that far ahead, which is yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, at the very least, it shows us that humanity continues at yeah. least that far, right? You know, yeah. so so Leto's golden path is is presumably you know successful in the bare minimum of like ensuring that humanity continues to exist yeah for at least another ten thousand years yeah yeah i mean and and also i i think that it's not necessarily confirmation but like especially now with the scattering people are saying well we're too far out to be killed like he, you know humanity is spread too far and too wide to ever like all like all go extinct like there will always be humans and and scattered throughout the universe yeah um so i think that's kind of the idea and so i i i do think that leto's golden path was a success for what he intended to take place yes Let's talk about some of those scattered people in this chapter. Yes. The honored mattress. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I just got to give up on this one. I, I think I got to say Mater. Because I really, this chapter too, turns out that M-A-T-R-E-S is a plural, you know? I guess it's yeah. not a surprise, but there's there's like m- m- <laughs> Matri. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Matris, and it's like Mater and Mater is just yeah is easier. I can't do it. I gotta do Mater after I, all. I don't yeah. like it. I'm I mean, not happy about I, it, but I think I, I gotta do Mater. I appreciate you giving up. I think it's, I gotta do Mater. It's a very rare occurrence. You're usually stubborn. I mean, you're st- still saying Jezeret or no Gezeret? Ge- sorry, I'm yeah, saying Gezeret. I, I I still am, and I you're will stand by that Gezeret. hard. I will still say that hard G until the day yeah, I die. I know. They are the Benay Gezeret. And you always said Cheney like Dick Cheney. No, I don't. I'm just joking. Fuck you! You're <laughs> fuck you! What are you trying to say to me? No, that's that's just a gross. I'm 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 I'm, I'm really actually going to be upset when they refer to her as Cheney in the new Dune movie. Oh my god. Um, I just I just got upset now. Yeah, I know. I don't... Um I did I just realized do you do you know the the other character named Mater? It's a big popular character in in other... fiction. Uh no, who? All right, I'm going to text you a picture. Oh my god. All right. Right now? Yeah. All right, let's see. All right. Wait. All right. Wait, 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 wait. It's going to work. It's going to work, but... Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, and this is... Am I going to know them? You're going to... Oh, yeah, right away. Yeah, you know this guy. I, like, knew that I... I, I, Oh, fuck. All right, you you keep been talking. I'm going to try to figure it out. You keep keep talking, okay? This shouldn't be... Connor, you have a (laughs) fucking phone. Go on your fucking phone and send me a fucking text message. Well, this Why is this, is this is difficult how I, for you? No, I do it on my computer. 
Okay, so why don't you know how to use your computer? I do. Sometimes it's, it's just it's just uh, difficult. You got sometimes. a lot going on, huh? You got a lot. Going, you didn't like accidentally close the podcast or anything, did you? Um, I mean, we've stopped recording, but just a brief pause. So, did we really? No, I'm just joking. Or, oh, okay. All right, <laughs> I sent it. Okay. <laughs> right. That's his name. What really? Yeah. Voice me. Uh, voice by the one and only Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connor sent me a picture of the 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 tow truck from Cars. Here, here, uh, uh, put the screen up to the camera. Um, let me see your face in the shot too. Uh, okay. Uh, so too, you can't really see that, right? Too bright. No, Hold it's on perfect. A perfect. Okay, there Where's... we go. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. The, famous, uh, the, the only other famous mater out there. Well, I I've never seen cars, so I didn't know that there was another mater. But I guess that. Uh, are you sure they don't call him like Mitri or or Matris? <laughs> you sure? I think it might be Matris actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll do our own research. Uh, between. Between uh, the end of this week and next week, we'll watch Cars and and see. Uh, yeah, we'll, see we'll have up. to watch all three Cars movies. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a, a podcast about Cars in the in the break, and then then we'll we'll we'll, we'll reconvene. Yeah, call, call it Cars Pod Pod Cars. That's good. Pod 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 Cars is good. Or Cars Chums. Wow. I didn't realize you were good. <laughs> I feel like you're really off your game tonight. Between this and the Miles okay. per hour thing, well, you really, uh, you know, we probably we, probably no long day at work, huh? It was a long day at work and a long night before that, and uh, you know, I got a little Get bit it. of a nap in, but yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I know you're still waking up, right? I mean, no, you're. I mean, uh, I'm no, no. I, I there is no waking up today. It's just gonna be <laughs> more sleep. Okay, gotcha. After this, so we're, we're at that level. Anyways, meter. Okay, so so I'm with it. So it's meter. Um, welcome to the team. Yeah, I'm not not happy about it, but I'm here. You know, I'm here. Um, so what? So Waff, um, our Tleilaxu leader, the Mashik. Uh, he's a. Uh, He's meeting with one of these honored maters um, on board a no ship. Yeah. Orbiting a mined out solar system that was completely uh, sapped of its resources during the reign of the tyrants. So uh, a pretty cool setting, I have to say, for this. Um and man this this chapter was pretty damn cool in and of itself i'll do a real quick synopsis here um so so waf is meeting with uh the mater uh and you know it's it's the honored mater who who calls the meeting pretty much. And yeah. so Waff is like, Hey, what's going on? You know, you wanted to barter trade, whatever. And, uh, they're, you know, she's very arrogant. She's like, no, that's not what this is. I'm just going to ask you questions and you're going to answer them. 
So, you know, she's kind of a kind of like a Dune boss bitch. Yes, right? yes, uh, absolutely. Hashtag, hashtag boss witch. Hell yeah, huh? hell yeah, boss. What witch. do you think of that one? Boss witch baby. What do you think of that one? That's I like it. I I think that's snappy enough to be you know that might be episode title material. That could be the episode title. I do agree with you. Okay. Well, or um. It's either that or the the cards thing. Yeah, I mean <laughs> card card chums. Uh, car, 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 <laughs> no, well it's card. It's called cars, so it would be cars chums. Cars. <laughs> it just sounds so bad. Car, car, it doesn't really flow chums. very well. No, no it's so. <laughs> it's really bad. It's like a really bad thing that you said. <laughs> well, it's better than than most you know Dune podcasts. True, names, yeah. So. Not to name names. Not to name names. No. I'm not going to do it. But you know And you if anyone's and listened to us and gotten offended by, you know, <laughs> th- we just say things sometimes. And yeah. Please, but, Brian and, Herbert, and, and, follow. And we can, mean, and we mean every word of it. We do, but, you know, you don't, don't listen to us. We we don't know what we're talking about. No. Wait, were you going to say Brian Herbert? I was just saying, us. yeah, don't, 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 don't be afraid of following us. We're, we're nice guys. Yeah. Right. Um, what was I talking about? The um honored mater boss boss witch. Yeah, boss witch. Thank you. Right, right. So, uh, so yeah, but she does seem uh pretty awesome. They got these cool robes. Yeah. Instead of like blue eyes, they have orange eyes. Um. Yeah, she's like got like orange contacts. Yeah, they're contact lenses. I we don't th- really. We we think, or or he or Waff thinks. Yeah. Right. It. He. You know. Feels like we're led to just assume that he's right, you know, the way the book yeah. tells it, but could be something else. I like Waff. I think I, I think Waff's a cool character. This this chapter definitely sold me on him. Yeah, I didn't know. I again reading that last chapter in the last section, I feel like I didn't know anything. I, know. I don't know why. I was like so disoriented. Yeah, it, um, it it yeah that that was all just kind of like foreign territory just like walking into a different book yeah yeah it did feel that way but Mm. it feels like i really got my bearings they reuse a lot of the words in this chapter too which makes me feel like i get a better context for it like the the powinda thing kind of feels like um like a taboo thing where it's yeah yeah yeah. you don't want to be powinda if something is powinda it's like other you know i think you're right yeah it's uh it's it's something unknown and it's something to be like yeah not in a good way not in a good way yeah right um so it's kind of cool you know frank herbert that's kind of his his thing he makes up words and then you kind of just figure it out as you keep reading so exactly sure enough, i'm so fucking happening. happy that there's no glossary bullshit in in any of these sequel books yeah i you know not not that we even used it in the no. first book but no but yeah it's like just just fucking strap in and yeah. hang on to that worm baby exactly uh, but at any rate, uh, yeah, Waff, Waff gets some cool things to do. Um, the Honor Mater, I think, is pretty badass, though. I, I like this idea that they are reading minds. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really does, you know, I for, for myself, I, I really did feel like there were times where Waff would think something and she would respond in such a way where it's like, okay, like at first... It's like, is she just using B'nai Gesserit tricks to like deduce what yeah. he's thinking? And then it does kind of get to a point where it's like, 
maybe she's really reading his mind. I know. Like, I know. We don't know what is going to be different about these honored maters. Um, but the thing is that it, it really feels like it's possible. Um, I'm not ruling it out. I think in the end, we're kind of left to think that it probably wasn't that. You know, this chapter ends with, like, dispelling some of the mystery, but then also creating more. Yeah, I mean, it it ends with, I feel, I mean, Waff succeeding. Waff and his face dancer succeeding with killing uh, What's-Her-Face. Yep. Um, yep. But also confirming that that she was and the honor maters in general are very dangerous people and formidable opponents that do actually pose a very real threat to the Tylaxu. Yeah, yeah, they are so good at fucking that they can yes destroy anyone. Yes, oh my god. Only Herbert could like make this <laughs> This like faction of characters, yeah, believable in his uh-huh. universe. Well, I mean, after <laughs> after God Emperor, it's like, yeah, I guess so. This makes sense. This yeah, like, like in this in this universe, I I you know those those memes where it's like uh, I think I don't think I sent you this one, but um, because I, I send you a Thank lot of Dune, I send you a lot of Dune memes. Yeah, m- most of them are bad. <laughs> They're yeah. very bad. Um, and uh, it's it's like the one where they have the uh, like a picture of something, then like the lines, and it says one thing, and then on the other. Oh yeah, I know, other. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. you did not send me it. Okay, yeah. So it it's it's all the Dune books in in chronological order, and like the uh, the um, first first half is like politics, and then 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 it, then it has the line um, that that spans for you know God Emperor. Of doing it says worm man, and then <laughs> and and, and uh, then for chapter for, for uh, heretics and and uh, chapter house it, it it says something like um like like sex powers or something like that <laughs> and like yeah or, or or like weird sex shit and like oh god this is yeah this is what we're in for so yeah yeah it it was it was only it's it's a very natural progression. It is. To be fair, though, you yes. know, to, to be at this point in in the Dune saga and to be like, yeah, OK, we're at the, the weird sex shit. We've always been at the weird sex shit I know. The thing, but like it's really, you know, starting to become a focal point. Yes, in, it's always in, been bubbling in the background, just like 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 so many things like they've, they've always yeah. been present, but now they're just taking the focus and it's 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 like a weird shift. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what's, you're, you, you might think this is weird because sometimes you go like, oh, Connor, you know, you don't like this shit. You're such a prude. <laughs> but I, I, I like it. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh-huh. We'll see how Herbert handles it. Like, of course, it can be fumbled in an instant. Yeah. But as an idea, um, I actually really like it. It feels, it feels like the way that, um, Game of Thrones handles its magic sometimes too. And okay. I, I haven't made like a Dune Game of Thrones comparison since like the first book or so, because there's a lot of like Atreides stark parallels in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the idea of, um, you know, harnessing like sexual power or energy into uh, 
you know, something, something to be used as a weapon. You know, of course you can find that uh, in, you know, just regular ass human history. Yeah, absolutely. As well. You know, absolutely. That, you know, sex is, is very powerful and a prominent yep. part of our, our lives exactly. and our history. So yeah, I mean, nothing if, weird about that. But no, that's very true. But it makes me think of like a, a you know, you know, um, you know, something that can be thought of as very like mundane or everyday, like having sex into something like, you know, this kind of like uh primal and, and ancient sort of like ritual that that can be like magicized yeah in in, in a way and and so it, it feels like the honored maters have uh you know unlocked something um with it you know it's it's obviously more than just they're uh so good at having sex or whatever like and i, I think it's even more that they're so good at it that they can like um you know manipulate people i think it's even more than that like yeah the way that herbert thinks about like genetic memories right mm. you know and, and the way that like uh that these like experiences of humanity like live on in our cells i think like similarly like we're almost made to feel that these honored maters have um rediscovered something about like humanity's ancient past through like harnessing the sexual power that 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 gives them a power that like other humans have forgotten about like yeah. that they don't realize that there is this like magic or energy to be harnessed in sex as it is in a way yeah. that the honored maters understand it yeah that's you know? yeah i know i i i think you're you're definitely on the right path um yeah that that's a that's a good that's a good way to look at it it also makes me think of you know what i was saying before about you know the Bene Gesserit and the Mentats and stuff and about how, you know, this is, you know, human evolution, just thousands and thousands of years of training and evolution and skills being built and, and, and what, and then there is the, the genetic engineering component of it. But, um, like, yeah, historically you're right. Like sex is like one of, if not the, the, like the most powerful, you know, way to control somebody or, or, or some set of people like that. Like, like you're absolutely right. Like, like it's, it's like money and sex and, um, and for that not to, you know, reach its logical you know conclusion thousands of years in the future, it would feel weird to, you know, to, to feel its absence. And obviously in fiction, we don't, um, you know, in science fiction, especially we don't really, get that that often like yeah sex is is not really talked about that much in 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 most of these these big science fiction series um which is why i think it can feel out of place Mm -hmm. but if we're just but yeah but you know if if we're looking at it from like a human like a like a history of humanity perspective it makes sense 100 percent that sex is is going to continue to play a huge part in um and like the power structures of, of society. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, really good point to like, to, to point out the absence of sex in other mm. works. And like, let's just do what we always do. I'm going to talk about star Wars. Cause yeah, it's yeah. the only other. <laughs> and like, it is funny how, how often it's pointed out how sexless <clears throat> star Wars is by and large. Um, which of course it's like, it's it's not strange in and of itself like it's okay that uh 
you know, George Lucas is telling a story that doesn't revolve around or, or necessarily need like sex in it. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's, it's essentially a story for children. So yes. it makes sense that it's not going to have that. Sure. Um, but like, sometimes it feels like it will, uh, curtail or avoid the topic. Like, so, um, <laughs> with, with like such fucking blinders on that, yeah. you know, it's easy to make fun of. And I remember like when episode nine came out and, uh, you know, okay. Spoilers for episode nine. If anyone gives a shit or hasn't watched it, it's a bad movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Right. And immediately people were like, dude, emperor fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such a, such a ridiculous idea in star Wars because you can't imagine that character fucking, you know, I know you just can't because he was only ever meant to be like a cartoonishly evil puppet master. Like he's not, he's not meant to have a dick, you know, especially everyone in Dune fucks everyone in Dune fucks, but no, wait, wait, wait. The, it, it was a master stroke though. No pun intended. Pun intended. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that Herbert made his emperor, the only character that does not fucking do the God, em- <laughs> the God emperor is the only character that does not fuck in all of Dune. Yeah. And but that- it's such a big deal that he doesn't yes, fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Still, that, oh. that, that also plays a big role. Yeah. But I, I do think that's funny. Um, yeah. but yeah, that, that whole Ray Palpatine thing is weird. Cause it like, I, I, I feel like if you, if you do the math with their ages, it's, it's like, it doesn't, Dude, it doesn't really yeah. work. And this, the stupidest thing, you know how I was saying how like, it's funny how, how the series will like do all this work to, to distance yeah. itself from sex in the novelization for episode nine. It's, I, I haven't read it. I just re- remember seeing other people talk about this. It's revealed that, um, Ray isn't a, uh, uh, like literal genetic descendant from like the emperor fucking it's like she's the daughter of a emperor clone what like like the emperor i think it's that i know I'm, yeah. and i'm compl- i'm 100% serious i think it's that the emperor cloned himself <laughs> and kind of considers the clone to be like a son like it's not a it's not like the the clone son was like the same age. It's yeah. almost like the way Duncan is growing up. As gotcha, a gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And so, like, they were able to live this life of aging, and so was oh like kind God. of like a son. And then that clone fucked, fucked. I guess. Yeah. And then had yeah. Ray, but that the Emperor still didn't fuck. <laughs> of course, because uh, exactly. <laughs> of course, you, you, you got to make it known. Loud right. and clear that this guy does yeah, not fuck, like, no matter what. Guys, yeah, they were like, "There's just no." You get that picture out of your <laughs> yeah, mind. No and way. Meanwhile, Herb, I just, I really do. It kind of does make me appreciate Herbert's. Like, not nah, everyone fucks. Yeah, yeah. Everybody Absolutely. fucks. Yeah, and that's sorry. Dude. That's just real. Sorry. So. So yeah, yeah. yeah there people we go. in the future still fuck. Okay. Yeah. Get get used to it. Yeah. Hashtag boss witch. Boss witch. Exactly. We're gonna make that. We're going to make that trend. We're going to go viral with this shit. <laughs> um, okay, well, I yeah. So so you did a pretty good job with the chapter, right? They have a meeting. The fucking Mater is pretty cool. But fucking Waff has his own plans. Yeah. And it actually works. He uses the hidden darts to kill uh, two honor Maters. 
Um, because when there's a third automator brought in, but he recognizes, unbeknownst to the others, that is a face dancer. Face dancer, that yeah, successfully. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, Waff was was very uncertain the entire time that that this thing was gonna, you know, be pulled off. Like, so it it, it does seem like it 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 was a close one. You know, they did not have it in the in the pocket. He he right, you know, walked right, into right. this meeting not knowing how it was gonna go. No, he talks about how how much work he put in to conceal the darts in his yeah, sleeves. That yep. they were like kept at a certain temperature for like years. Yeah, like, yes, yep, he did. Yeah. You know, something like really elaborate, um, which is a cool bit of uh, you know like world building there. Oh my god, can I? I, I I'm not sure if you're going to point this out, but at the very go end, for it, go for it. At the very end. When um, the face dancer is is posing as one of the honored maters, yeah, and uh, um, Waff says, uh, or, or or no, they say, you know, it's true what our informant said. They went back to the primitive tantric and developed their own ways of sexual stimulation. Through this, they accept the worship of their followers. Waff says, worship are they superior to the breeding mistresses of the sisterhood? Then um, the face dancer says, the, you know, the, the animators believe so, Master. Shall we demonstrate? <laughs> and then he, yeah. goes, he goes, no! Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he it's just so uh, shuts that down. Um, yeah, was well, funny. Maybe, maybe later they do the demonstration. They, they got a lot of shit to do. I want to apparently see the they, Apparently, they have to kill everyone on board. Yeah, um, and, and disappear them. Right, because, and this is another interesting thing, like, originally Waff is like, okay, cool, now we have this shit, let's find out where the Honored Maters, like, really are, like, yeah. their home world or wherever, wherever they're based off of. And turns out, the people that they had a meeting with are just a cell. Yes. An offshoot, not an off, I mean, they're part of the same organization, but they're just a small cell that were based on the planet of Gamu. Yeah. Which obviously is also where... Duncan yep, is. Yep. Yep. So they are probably observing in some sh- way, shape, or form. Uh, I, I think you know what's going on yeah. with Duncan. They're very much yeah. aware. No, you're right. What's going on that. with the Bene Gesserit? Yeah, right um, under their noses. Right. So, so one, uh, Waff isn't able to go. You know, find out where they're originating from. Yeah. And then secondly, because they they they've also like. Are they're so far removed, like they they have there's no trace of where the automators are from, like like they've they they like like they don't have coordinates or anything like that. Yeah, like they they make was... sure it like erases the coordinates. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it, it's pretty cool. Like they, it also feels like they have like more cleanup to do than they anticipated after pulling off the plan. Yeah, because they're like, well, they're gonna worry about where the the ship went, and you know, so they're like, okay, we have to like kill everyone and make the shit disappear. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, the other really interesting thing is that, you know, the, the face dancers seem to be successfully infiltrating these organizations, you know, that they they're going to have a, a face dancer double in the the Honored Maters organization. You know, they could potentially have face dancer doubles in the Bene Gesserit, right? Or yeah. they could be I mean, in the priesthood on Rackus. Yeah, I mean, like they you know, could I be mean, we, anywhere. We, we know that that the you know the the Bene Gesserit can tell, Detect. but yeah. but we don't know if they've gotten better at. Hiding, yeah. Oh, right. That's I, that's the that's the other big thing. Is that mentioned? The well, not that they're. 
I forget if it's so much that they're better at hiding, but there they there is this thing known as the new face dancers, mm. right? And what is particularly intriguing about them is that they can oh they like can take the memories, memories. Yeah, 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 of yeah, yeah, the yeah. people yep. that they've yep. They which, might not even have to kill them. They might just have to touch yeah, them, I think. Which, which would can, definitely make them probably uh, uh, much more convincing uh, copy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's that's kind of the thing. However, whatever makes these new face dancers like new and improved, they can kind of like absorb the memories of the people that they take the form of if they touch their original body, yeah. I think is what it is. I think you're right, yep. Which could be a pretty cool... Um, you know, layer to add to their deceit. It's yeah, very could... similar to the uh, Zygons in Doctor Who. Interesting. I don't remember if I watched big, that. Big blobby not, guys. But... Be, be big pink blobby shapeshifters. I feel, like, I feel like there's a lot of blobby guys oh, okay. in Doctor Who. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of blobs. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and I think it would be cool to make the, the Tleilaxu shapeshifting more more formidable because like you know there were times in the past where I, I think it would be cool to have that infiltration aspect you know the characters are obviously yeah. like poised to be able to do that and yet yep. like they're always shot down before it can ever like matter or get interesting you know it's uh, true but, but this might make it work and if but if if they're to be believed as well though like up until this point they've always purposefully been um not at their full potential, right? They, 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 they've always been playing the long game to to be underestimated. True. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Hey, we'll 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 see. Maybe yeah. this is really yeah. where they they shine. But but yeah. At any rate, I think the the getting the character of the honored meter was pretty cool. They didn't disappoint. You know, no. I think that they were very intimidating, very confident, um, very threatening. You know. Just the fact, you know, even though that they are killed, the fact that they really were able to, um, you know, could have potentially killed Waff even without weapons. You know, Waff needs this dart, but the yeah. Iron Maiden just like shoots out her leg and she's old. Yeah, you know, I know she's just this old fucking lady. Yep. And she almost kills him just yep. using her foot, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's she, a pretty cool last act weapon. of defiance on her part. It is, absolutely. Right? Uh, so that... You know, I don't know. I, I, I really liked getting a window into what they might be like. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a it was a really cool chapter. Yeah, I'm excited I'm excited to see more of them. Yeah. And sure. then right the fact that Waff is able to pull off this plan, you know, uh is cool too. It shows that the the Tleilaxu really aren't just these bumbling fools. Yeah. You know? Yep. So this this chapter does a lot, and I think it's successful in pretty much everything it, it tries to do. Yeah, it, it sets up a lot of cool stuff, does a lot of cool stuff. I like this one quite a bit. And it's 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 good payoff after the the first Tyloxu like what the fuck chapter too. Yes, puts things yeah, into is. perspective. Yeah, it builds off of that a lot better too. We don't really get any more with the Atreides manifesto, but no, that doesn't matter right now. No, so. yeah, I'm sure that'll come into into play. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll try and do these last two a little bit quicker. The fourth chapter um, is sort of a bit of what we talked about before anyways. It's, it's still, it starts off still in like a flashback territory with um, 
with Shiana waking up what after what seems like I think was her first the the trial with the yeah. worms, you know. Yeah. Um and so it's 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 still when she's eight. Um and she's kind of learning about the the priesthood from within. Um she slowly kind of realizes that she has you know, that they're kind of at her beck and call, you know, that, yep. that they, um, and they're also studying her. Yeah. They're studying her. They give her the big room and they revere her. Right. She gets Terraza's or not Terraza's, uh, two ek. I was he's going a, he's a to, I, so in the first chapter with the priests, I, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's funny. Forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, who knows if it's even carrying on the same bloodline as the original 2X, but if it is, uh, you know, they've come a long way from being smugglers. Smugglers to priesthood, yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's character development. Although it seems like there's perhaps less honor in the priesthood than there is among that's, smugglers. That's true. That's, but yeah, I think that might be that might be how it is in real life, too. Sorry to break it yeah. Could Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking sheep sheeple yeah suck it yeah just stop watching the news <laughs> rotting your brain look outside yeah the open sky yeah that's a good thing about a podcast is you can appreciate your surroundings while still being inundated with with media if you're not staring out the window the entire time you're listening to dune dudes what the fuck are you doing it's beautiful yeah. out there man it's sorry to give you that beautiful. <laughs> sorry to give you that reminder at like the two hour mark, probably. But you got another forty minutes of this podcast at left, least. So you, you got time, maybe even an hour plus. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. We're not going to get that four hour mark just you know plowing through this shit. We no, got to stretch we, it out. We do. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta get, get you know get our sea legs all all wet. Whatever that means. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that one. We really will be here for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God. Yeah, you got to go to sleep, man. You're I'm really good. I'm, 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 I'm waking up. All right. Great. <laughs> um, okay, so... So, so anyways, yeah. Uh, I, I think the the thing that really piqued my interest in this chapter is um and again this kind of mirrors the way duncan's thing is going the way you know there's a a, di a difference in thought within the benay gesserit um and so similarly we get this difference but within the priesthood here right some of them are like yeah we gotta like worship this girl and figure out what she's about and then some of them are still like clinging to this idea that, um, you know, that like she kind of just got lucky or that, yeah, um, yep, yep. you know, that she doesn't, she doesn't deserve these things or, or it's not even that, right. It's that the, the priests have grown comfortable to a certain lifestyle, you know, that, that their title and their rank, uh, and their position, um, affords them the ability to, um, you know, take advantage of other people and grow powerful from it. Yeah. And Shiana sort of represents a kind of retribution to mm. them, you know, that she's yep. almost this this pure sort of force that 
the religion should like encourage and and actively represent right like that if they were truly going by the teachings then it would make sense to welcome her right and to try and learn what she's about but they don't but, want the the change that it will cause for them in their right. lifestyles yeah it is shaking things up for them yep. and so when one of uh those those priests dromans confronts tuek tuek seems to be more of like the noble kind of character um although not entirely because we're going to get to that in two seconds tuek is like hey kill dromans because he's obviously mm. not on board with the whole shiana thing yeah and i'm head priest here and that's what we're doing so he feeds dromans to a worm and that just like happens mm. um so I was kind of like ready for Droman to be sort of like this antagonistic, you know, force like, oh, someone's out to get her. And then 2X just like, nah, fucking. Yeah, Drom- Dr- Droman's a real pound Basha, probably pound Basha's descendant. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just named him Basha and been done with yeah, it. Yeah, you know? come on. Come on. Uh, but but so it, I, I like that quick development that that Herbert, you know, so often does. Um because one, it's just, you know, cool. It's like, all right, we don't need to do whole, the whole run around. We get it. But, you know, secondly, I think it's that, like, the the villainy of the priesthood goes deeper than, like, just a small sect of priests that are, like, yeah. ooh, you know, drumming their fingers together yep. and, and twirling their mustaches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's real corruption throughout the organization itself. And, yes. And all of them in some way, shape, or form... Um, you know, embody that. Yep. And and so some of them will support Shiana and and but you know, it's kind of always for their own means, right? They want to study her. It Absolutely. feels very yep. scientific and removed. You know, yeah. no one's really trying to help her. No. And and you know, in, in organizations like this, you know, I think Lito would agree it's like they 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 do see which way the river is flowing and you know, if they want to save their own skin, they'll 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 hop on that raft. You know what I mean? And I think Totally uh when they see um the detractors like drummond get fed to worms and they 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 ship up pretty quickly yes yes they do um so yeah i mean ultimately we we just get more more insight into what shiana's day-to-day life was like what it was like growing up within the organization we kind of get like a very quick rundown of of what it would have been like to live within the priesthood for the three years that she's been there uh up to this point in the book and you know she's like developing her powers she's developing her knowledge uh and then you know the big thing again is like the the Bene Gesserit get brought back into the fold where it's like they sort of allow her to stay within the priesthood. You know, yeah. they, they kind of, they recognize that it's a safe place for her to grow up within and that like they can kind of control like her teachings a little bit too. But they know, can't the really, they, they can't really introduce her to the B'nai Jesuit until a certain point, right? Too. Yeah, yeah. And so it, that's another thing that feels like that's mirroring the Odrade thing where she yep. was put into the foster care. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, the Bene Gesserit, it, you know, it's kind of like harvesting. It is, right? yeah. You, know, you, yeah. you got to wait for it to grow. And then yep. when it's ready, you just pluck it out. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, same same thing with uh, the Duncan Gola thing and activating the memories, letting him know what a Gola is, like all that kind of uh, uh, slow drip of, it, of information only to be accessed when it's ready. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a very callous, um, you know, way to to teach people, obviously. But yeah. it's also clearly effective. You know, that's kind of the thing with the Bene Gesserit. Like, even when we were talking about the breeding program, it's like, well, within within the uh, the logic of this universe, right? You know. Uh, you you can certainly question the ethics of it, but you also can't deny that the results are real. You know, yeah, um, that it, it does create these things. And so I think similarly, it's like, yeah, from the outside, the methods of the Bene Gesserit um, seem very like cold and calculating, and and sure enough, they are. They don't just seem that way; they are right. Yep, yeah. But the Bene Gesserit are just like, well, yeah, but it it works. You know, so we don't really care how your emotions factor into this because we get shit done. You know, that's yeah. how, that's how they're like regaining their power. Um, and that's another, I think that's mentioned in the, the miles take chapter. He gives us a small, uh, summary of like the different powers in the universe and how the Bene Gesserit have like climbed back up to being like tied for first pretty much. You yeah. Know? Like, yep. We got that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very much like a major player in the game. Uh, and, and they've, they've, they've risen from, you know, being completely flattened underneath Leto. Yeah. Uh, 1500 years ago. So definitely they, they have their power back a lot of it, if not all. And some of them are very keen to hang on to it. And I think that's where this, like, this fear of the Quasar's Hatterack comes back into play too. Absolutely, it's like we, we just fucking got our like foothold back into being yep. like a galactic superpower, mm-hmm. and you're gonna throw it all away so you can make a fucking magic space baby again. I like, know. I don't think so. I know. This is the. That's the thing. It's like Duncan as the next Quasar's Hatterack is is such a wild idea to me. Like, yeah, it is. I know. Um. But yeah, of course that's a real divide. Like but you know, when they play games on this level, like those are the consequences, you know, and and as an organization it it just seems like they're going to do it as many times as it takes to get it right, you know. Cuz even before Paul, you know, and Lido, just the the amount of attempts that that failed over and over and over again until one worked but catastrophically, you know. Yeah, it really makes me think. I mean, we haven't we haven't really thought about or, or like a Quasar's Hatterack hasn't really mattered in the same way since the first Dune book. So yeah. it's cool that there's been all this space in between now and then. Um, but it, it really makes me reflect on like, well, what you know, what is it that's even important about having it, right? And it's like that there's that internal place within all Reverend Mothers that they dare not go yeah. that a, a Quasar's Hatterack or essentially a male Reverend mother could, could reach. And it's like, what do they think is behind that internal door that they could then take advantage of? You know, what do they mm. feel like they need so badly? Yeah. And uh, I'm not, you know, I, the thing is, is that like, they don't, 
no, right? Because if they knew, they would have it. So yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I I think the idea is literally somebody like Paul, except that they control. No, no, precisely. But what I mean is like, so what is it? What would it matter having that? And I, I guess what I mean is like, like having a quasi cataract that you control would allow you to see behind that door. In oh, some sense, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it's like, what do the Bene Gesserit really think could be behind that door that sure. they're missing? Yeah. I think yeah. it's almost more like just the drive for knowledge. The fact that there is a door that they can't open yeah. like, drives them crazy. I think right? so. Yep, I think so. I think it's it's um you know, it's it's the one table left unturned for them. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like and so that's I but but like to your point, that's what I mean. Like I think you're saying like they've been doing it for so long you know, they're not just going to like drop it one day. Right. And I think you're right. Exactly. I think yep. it's, yep. they've, they've, it's been a part of their order and a, a part of their master plan for so many thousands of years at this point. Thousands of years before Paul even. Yeah. That they, they can't, they can't stop yeah. themselves. Even after it's, it's almost proven fatal. Like they, yeah, that's, I think that's an essential part of <clears throat> what they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it is, it's interesting to go back to the B'nai Gesserit too at the end of this chapter. And so this is what we were saying before. Um, the message from Teraza to her observers on Rackus was direct and pointed. The observers of Shiana, of course. Yeah. The generations of preparation have become the years of refinements. We will move only at the proper moment. There is no longer any trout that this child is the one. <laughs> yes. No trout. I couldn't help myself. Uh, but yeah. So so Shiana is the one. We don't know what that means, but she's the one of something. She's yeah. the one. Uh, uh, I know. Further mystery. Whatever. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to talk about it. We already talked about it. But this chapter uh, hammers that home. So, um, I don't know. Do, do you want to talk about anything else in this chapter? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's it it it, it was a good uh, chapter, especially to get more insight into the priesthood and how they feel about Shiana. Um, yeah, I mean. Then also some of the the talk about Siona is interesting too, and and and, and her place in in their 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 gods' life, you know, um, how you know they 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 have reason to revere her and also to uh, you know dislike her, you know. Um, totally. So yeah, no, I I, I just find that uh, all all very interesting, and obviously plays into how they are treating Shiona here too. Um, true yeah yeah the the continuation of like the fact that you know leto's uh journals had been found just like he wanted and everything all the other recordings and stuff uh it is cool that it informs the way um people think of the sandworms and so the the priesthood in particular is obviously a continuation of that you know yeah they're yeah they're the priesthood of leto the second right yep. which of course leto himself uh wouldn't want but it's like mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it, it happens, right? Yep. So it was always going to happen, right? So it's it's it is cool that um, you know, they seem to be like the major power on Arrakis. They yes. obviously yeah are kind of ruling this massive city. They're probably the the major player on Rackus itself this yeah. priesthood yeah and so the fact that their their priesthood revolves around this worship of leto's pearls uh, uh you know of himself within each worm it is cool how that informs like it's also why no one rides the worms anymore exactly no one even yep. dares try because it would be demeaning to to the divided god yep yes yep so absolutely it it is very cool to see how how that religion has um has grown from what we've read in the previous book and what that looks like 1500 yeah. years removed now definitely yeah um also one of the best parts is is that they refer to you know feeding uh drum into the worm as as um Drummond being translated into the mouth of god <laughs> i think that's really yes. funny it is. Yeah, we get a lot more when Shion is looking into the mouth too. We get a lot more of like the it's like breathing fire. Yes, worm, you know. Yeah. Uh, Was is that new? I I mean, I feel like as Herbert wrote about the sandworm, like I think he kind of pieced it together as he wrote it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think at first they were a giant worm, and then like eventually he kind of gets to this idea that they have like a furnace yeah system in them yeah. that's like kind of what creates the spice you know that's true you're right yeah but then 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 there's also you know i i, I do want to know more about these new worms because yeah because Lido did mention that these worms will, will not be the same they'll be more powerful and um other differences so i i'd like to kind of get more insight into what makes them different too right yeah i could whether the the fire thing is new or not, like you know, the the sandworms before always had that like furnace thing. Yeah, the whole furnace thing is 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 definitely. Um, it feels more prominent yeah, in this description of it the does. worm. Yeah, yeah. So right, it's like, is it new or is it just how he's writing it now? We yeah, really it's. Know. I mean, it sounds almost like a, like a like a fire breathing dragon or something. You it, know? it does. Yeah. yeah, it's like very very front and center yeah. yeah it's not like this little thing it's like literal flames like hey yeah actual yep. fucking fire is like coming talk, from this talk about game of thrones right yeah there we go totally yeah you know what's up mm-hmm. okay uh we'll quickly wrap up this last chapter all right okay so this was a cool way to be we haven't had this in a while we get a time skip we get a small yes, we do. Yeah. time skip here. Yep. Uh, Duncan this is starts now the same age as Paul was when he when we first met him. Yes, exactly. Which uh, is very interesting if we're getting into Quasad's Hatterac territory. Which, yeah, of course. Yeah, that could be setting up, you know, presumably the rest of the book. I mm-hmm. guess so. Um, but I I like that we don't start there it is cool that we we kind of get to see this upbringing you know i guess what's interesting is we get a a three-year time skip for both you know i keep going back to this idea of the parallels between duncan and shiana now uh shiana you know in the section that we see 
starts off at eight, but flashes back or starts off at 11, but flashes back to when she was eight. We get yeah, three years yeah. of her time. Mm-hmm. Duncan, we started at 12. Now it's 15. Presumably we're adding three years on to Shiana. So she's probably 14. Now, yeah. But like, so, you see yeah. what I mean? But, yeah. well, but what I mean is we cover three years of their life as an introduction. Yeah. 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 Before it, the rest of the book. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely intentional. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's whatever it's there. It happens. Uh, but yeah, so we, we skip ahead a bit with Duncan. He's a little older. Um, and there has been some interesting things going on with him. Uh, but he's, he's very much in his head. This chapter, um, is he in his head or is someone else in his head? Dude. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. He, he obviously knows he's a Gola. We already got that uh, that bit from the previous section, but he seems to understand what that means more and more. Yeah. And so he is aware that there is, you know, th- that he's a Gola of someone else and he feels like a stranger lives inside of him. Yeah, yeah. And um, and it almost gets, I mean, not flashbacks, but like, sen- like sensations or like sensory memories of... Yes. Uh yeah, and I mean obviously there's there's um seeing the face of who he thinks might be his mother, right? That's that's interesting yeah. too. It is, yeah. It only happened once, but he he still looks at the blank wall to see if he'll yeah yep. see her again. Yeah, pretty cool detail. Um, yeah, I really I really like that. You know, Herbert has done this a lot too. You know, it's kind of the same thing as like the Reverend Mothers, um, you know, Leto with his own memory selves. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, Paul to an extent with, with this feeling that like um, when he was first like grappling with his powers, like feeling like that there's, that you can lose yourself in something larger inside of you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Herbert writes about that a lot. And I think he... Um, does a really good job of it here in this chapter. I really love this. I love what this specific Duncan is going through, you know? Um, and I think it has a lot to do with him growing up through this process. Yeah. Because either the other Duncans have either been Duncan, they've been a Gola at the same age and like, you know, actualized and just accept that they're Duncan. They just act as if they are Duncan. Yep. Or like with hate, you know, hate was like secure in his own identity at first. He was like, well, I'm a Gola of someone else, but don't call me Duncan. I'm I'm not. Exactly. I'm my own person. Here we have Duncan, you know, going through adolescence you know, knowing that at, at some point, at, at any point, really, he could be awakened to an entirely new identity. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's like musing on that as if like, you know, is that like dying? Will exactly. I die in a way if mm-hmm. I'm no longer the person that I am? Yeah. Um, so like these like big existential questions that that he's dealing with, I think are really fascinating to like read his process Agreed. as he thinks about it as a Absolutely. character. Yeah. And, so uh, yeah, I really love this chapter for that. I do too. And, uh, you know, obviously we know at least with one, um, 
proof of experience that, you know, when Duncan is awakened, he doesn't lose his past self. In, in the case of hate and Duncan, it kind of becomes, they kind of uh, become car- compartmentalized, right? Kind of two different uh, rooms in the same house. Um, so, so that's interesting, but to, to imagine, you know, that, you know, being a 15 year old thinking, thinking like, well, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Like I'm done. It's going to be this, this other guy who, who I used to be, you know, like that's totally, it really is scary stuff. It is. And I think like this Gola, like having, having Duncan think about these things, like I think fleshes out oh no pun intended either <laughs> fleshes out like what a goal is and and how they operate in 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 really uh interesting ways because yeah. like when he thinks about when he thinks about losing his identity as a kind of death he thinks about like death that he's seen in other people too and i was like the guards protect him yeah, yeah. and are killed um he he also kind of I, I think he's thinking about it and like learning about it in a way because like he also wasn't born the same way, right? So like he's not he's alive and he's essentially like a human, but I think he feels very othered as well. Yeah. And yep. you know, rightfully so. He's made to feel that way. Yep. Uh by his surroundings, by his everyday life that's that's forced upon him. Mm-hmm. Um But like he it, it, it feels like he's on the outside looking in trying to understand humanity yes and i think that like he's lacking this crucial feeling of birth Mm -hmm. and belonging yeah and it's also why he's like so fixated on his mother and wanting to have a mother definitely yeah you know he realizes it, it wouldn't be like his literal birth mother but the fact that he could like attach an identity to that and and know that somewhere in his past he was mothered, you know, yes. yeah. I, I think would be like very stabilizing for him. Cause Definitely. right now it feels like, you know, he, his mom was a bunch of like juice. Yeah. In a tank. Yep. Yep. And that, that fucks him up, you know, it and does. So, um, and I, I, I mean, it he's... also feels like what's, what's dying if you were never born. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's very true. And also he, he is surrounded by these, you know, older female kind of, influences that are are really a negative aspect on it uh you know like a negative impact on his life and um totally and so yeah he he's kind of missing a crucial component to i guess like growing up and um and very much feels like as he says that he is not one of them he is not one of the Bene Gesserit he pretends to be but he he is is vehemently against that and, and and really wants to be his own person. Yeah, he's also playing the uh, like underestimate me long game like yeah. Black Suit in a way. Yeah, P.S. You talking about him lacking a, a mother figure and like being supported by like negative role models with the Bene Gesserit. I think you're you're completely right in your observation but you know it's interesting because it makes me think his acting out against Shwengyu is also very reminiscent of of how a uh, edgy teen might try to lash out yeah, at their mom though that's true that's that's very and true 
Yeah. I think out of all the Vene Gesserit, you know, as much as he despises Shuangyu, I don't think he realizes that it's also the closest thing he has to a mother. And, and absolutely and the ways that he's acting, you know, might be the same way that he would act towards his own birth mother. But he yeah. like has no concept of that. No, you know? he doesn't. You're right. Yeah. 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 That's that's true. I think it would be a different story if there was any love involved there. Right. From, you know, from the beginning. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think you're totally right. I, I, I think the, you know, I think Lucila is maybe trying to play a more nurturing role towards him. And then also the, the lady that, that, that got cast away. I forget, I forget her name. Um, but Gyasa. yeah, she, she was. And so, so he seemed like the, like, like these people don't stay even, you know, and he, he's always left with uh Shwengu watching him. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, and then the last thing is that conversation between Shuangyu and Lucilla yeah, where yeah. we, you know, we, we continue this um, uh, opposition within the Bene Gesserit that's kind of represented by um, by Shuangyu. You know, she's, she's openly against Terraza. Everyone knows it, including Terraza. It's no secret, but, you know, she kind of plays ball. Um, I do really like their conversation, though, and I like how, you know, of course, the Bene Gesserit are kind of always trying to um, send messages uh, of hidden meaning within their words yeah, to each other. Yeah. But they're also so, like, so open with each other in this chapter. Like, it gets to the point where they're like, well, we're both Reverend Mothers, and you're going to interpret what I'm saying anyways. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it to your fucking face. I know, I know. And uh, Schwenke is just like, well, you know, tell Terraza, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. This is a stupid idea, whatever. And Lucilla's like, well, we already know that you think that. Um, you know, and Schwenke's like, good luck trying to get me replaced. And... Uh, Lucilla's Lucilla responds with something like, well, we would never want to get you replaced because you would just get replaced by someone else, you know, who, who is in league with your opposition, but we would have to relearn them as a person. And so actually we would much rather have someone who we know is openly defiant, but that we can like control. We know how to handle and and understand. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just like such a, such a great own on their part, you it know, is, where yeah. it's like, yeah, you're right. you know, it's like, you can be as openly defiant as you want because your defiance is uh, completely within our capabilities exactly. to handle. It's, it's you not can truly obstacle. do nothing. Yep. Right. Yep. The, you, the, uh, not, not having you here would actually get in the way more. Yes, precisely. Um, than, yeah. Than you being here. Yeah. Yeah. You, you flailing and trying your best to, to, uh, to fuck us up is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, it, it, that, it's cool to see that there. That was a good um, conversation. And it's good to see, you know, Lucilla, um, like speaking out against Schwingu, like in, 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 uh, you know, def- like definite terms. Um, right. You know, I, 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 I do like that. And then they do obviously. Uh, they they do mention Paul and the tyrant again. They do, um, and and that does seem to be Schwingu's big fear, and and her. That's the re- the main reason for her opposition. So absolutely, yep, yeah. Which you know is a 
pretty reasonable uh, fear on her part. Yeah, yeah. And Lucilla is like, oh, that's what you're worried about? Well, I guess I should tell you now, I'm the one who's in charge of Duncan's spice intake. And by the way, I'm increasing it. Yeah, like, I know, I know. So this chapter and and this section then ends with this idea of, of course, like the looming threat of Duncan being a potential Kwisatz Haderach. And Lucilla being like, yeah, by the way, I'm, <laughs> you know, we, we might not be at the point where we're like pumping him full of spice, but he's getting more spice yeah. <laughs> than he was before. Yeah. That, which that, will eventually have consequences. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fucking, it, that's, ah, uh, yeah. I mean, she, she does say earlier on that the spice agony will be denied him because yes. he is a, a, a male and not a female. So I don't know if if she doesn't tend to go that far, but it, 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 it is ominous. Yeah. The way it's ended. It is. Um, and who knows, right? There, there could be unforeseen consequences, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. They, there's also this idea that the Tleilaxu, um, could have tampered with this goal in ways that they, you know, can't test for or don't understand. Yeah, because right? because they they had him for nine months while he was yes. in their womb. Yes, exactly. Um, and so that's another thing that Shuangyu is uh, understandably cautious about, and the other Reverend Mothers are pretty confident that they would be able to pick up on any um, abnormalities. They're like, well, yeah. you know, you know, it's not that they just like think it's an impossibility, but according to them, they've tested for it, didn't find anything. Full steam ahead, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I, I mean, if the Tleilaxu did plant something in in this Duncan, it could change everything. But you know, I, I, I could see in his opposition this Duncan going with the Tleilaxu or with the Honored Maiders, you know, to get get back at the Bene Gesserit. Um, I, yeah, there's just a lot of variables up in the air right now, and. Uh, or, totally. Or yeah, obviously Shiana Duncan team up somehow, but I, I feel like they're gonna both be used, um, you know, by by these rivaling factions at first, you know, until they wise up. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my big thing at this point is I, I like how many players there are, and I like the like the different conflicts within each um like group you know it's not it's not just that like shiana's off doing her own thing you know shiana also is mixed up with the priesthood and yeah. then within the priesthood itself you know there's also uh, a schism between like their schools of thought and then yeah. you know duncan obviously is being brought up by the bene gesserit but then there is a conflict within the in the bene gesserit and then there's also like the military people on the side, like Teg and Patron, which are also kind of separate. Yeah, you know. There. Yeah, I know you're right. And I mean, even within the Tleilaxu, there there's division. With, right. With, there's with, there's with division in the, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere in these, the Tleilaxu. These institutions we don't know. Are, they're they're kind of like tearing themselves apart from the inside, kind of. Yeah. Um, we don't know how or if the Tleilaxu, um, uh, ha, you know, affected. Duncan's Gola upbringing. We yeah. have we have yeah. Gola's division within him, or Duncan's division within himself, right? Yep. Yeah. His, yeah. His his identity and then the stranger within him, mm -hmm. the, the memory self. 
we have uh the honored maters we have the even their dancers infiltrating the honored maters. even the honored maters are divided you know that they, they, that was one splinter cell from the you know from the honored maters um so yeah we, we don't know how united they are as 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 a as a unit um so right yeah it, it does seem like all of this could just shatter apart you know like 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 it's yeah yeah or, or even if it doesn't you know just that there's you know just just that things aren't as black and white as they no. otherwise could be you know no, that, that there are um you know uh that that there are conflicts believable conflicts within these groups that you know it, it's it's more than just um you know someone trying to like win a win a fight or win an argument you know both sides have like a a reasonable um platform on which to yeah. like voice their argument yep. you know and it's like yep. you can understand why Shwangyu is concerned and you can understand why Lucilla um doesn't hear her out you know, and, and wants to continue with the goal of it's, training. You it's know, almost like, like this is the the human race that Leto was so painstakingly, um, you know, adamant about breeding individuals who, who think for themselves as opposed to in group think. You know, that's a that's these, a good point. These individuals do comprise all these organizations and they're not just following the hive mind, right? Um, like, like, like face dancers, they, they think for themselves and they, 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 and they, they, they do hold their own ground. Like we have not seen before. So I think, I think that definitely is, is, might be part of why we're seeing that now. I think that's a really great thought to leave off on. I think you're totally right. Um, it's one of those things that Herbert does that, you know, it's it's not something that he points out, but it's something that he shows through his writing rather than just telling yeah. you about it. And so I think that's a really good observation because as soon as you said that, it feels like that does click with me. You know, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I we, didn't, we I didn't really have a, realize it until just now. But I think, yeah, I think that's definitely uh, the intention. And and yeah, I, it, 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 you know, makes for a much more color, colorful uh, story. So. Totally, man. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, we, we had a lot to talk about, but it yeah. was a, a good section. And it was. as always, I'm, I'm excited to see where these pieces, you know, fall, if they shatter or not. Yeah, so, me too. We'll see. For real. Um, if you want, you can email us at dunedudespod at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at dunedudespod. Yeah, that's our that's our name on, on Twitter. Um, Boy, we, you're really you're falling asleep with the wheel here, buddy. <laughs> we, we're getting a lot of traction on the, the Twitter account. We've got like over ten followers. I think we have like a thirteen followers now. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. We're we're really gaining some ground. Um, and then at Corrupt TV on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, until next time, uh, get get ready for uh, get ready for cars chums. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be setting up the cars oh, wait, wait, chums wait, 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 wait. pod account soon next. why not just uh mater mates <laughs> mater ma- oh yeah, dude you right? know what right? wow hey you made it work right there at the end thank you much appreciated nice job must have been that third mountain dew you were chugging there that finally got you there yeah i mean i'm 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 actually almost on four i don't know if i can do i i might just implode uh yeah anyways we'll see you next week